Welcome back to Lost Legacies. I'm Matt. And I am Sam. And today we are talking about episode 15, Homecoming. After Claire returns to camp with no memory of the past month, the survivors must face the consequences of Ethan's wrath. All right. So first off, yay or nay, what did you think of what, what just most simple, we won't even review it yet. I just want to know what your feelings on this was. Uh I don't know, mixed? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, me too. Um I don't know. I I guess a lot of stuff happened and looking back on Lost, like this is a very important episode. Um even just this season is very important. So I was expecting a lot more and I I was really surprised watching it, like how flawed I thought this episode was. Mm. And I think a a big part of it is once again, Charlie's flashbacks. Mm. I don't know. I just, I just felt, I understand why, of all survivors, this episode was going to focus on his flashbacks. I guess I understand that. I don't know. It just, it just feels kind of weird how, why this is a Charlie episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I guess, I guess I can see why, because like, I don't know. I don't know if you, I don't know if you could necessarily do this from like, Claire's perspective right she's the only other character I feel like should be the focal the the focus of of this episode but the the big kind of the big problem with with her is that like with her episode we spanned you know like months and ended like pretty much right before she gets on the flight to LA Mm -hmm. so it's like there's not a lot I guess there's not technically a lot of room there i guess and especially like within like this first season because you know they're still just figuring it out um so i can see that also it would be kind of difficult to just have the whole episode be from her perspective of like i don't know anything i'm just trying to figure things out you know all that stuff and there's there's not a lot of tension or drama there yeah so i guess because charlie is the only other person who like really kind of gives a damn about claire uh, it makes sense, I guess, from that standpoint. But it just felt so all over the place. Yeah. And yeah, I just kind of, I I liked some of it. I liked some of what was going on. But I think, yeah, a, a lot of Charlie's flashback just did not mm-hmm. work with me. And so far, he's the only survivor cast member who has really, really gotten shortchanged on his flashbacks. Mm. Some episodes aren't as good as others. but specifically going back and thinking about his first episode um we had the same problem like all the island stuff was fine but his flashbacks didn't really add anything yeah it's the same thing here like it kind of only adds i guess some like more reinforcement as to why he's so possessive this is the first Mm -hmm. time i think we can say he's possessive of claire he's always been super nice always trying to protect her to a fault, but now it's getting to a level of like possessiveness. And I mean, yeah, there was, there was nothing really new in his flashbacks. It's just like, okay, he's not just an addict. He's a liar. He's a thief, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, 
I just, I don't know. It just seemed so weird. Like I could have, I could, I could see an opposite version of this episode where there were no flashbacks, you know, yeah. it was just all on the Island. Um, I would have dug, I, I would have really dug it if they went more into that. Um, Cause that's where all the drama was. Mm-hmm. And instead we kept coming back to Charlie and this wasn't like Boone's episode where his flashbacks were actually only a little part of it. It's like, no, half this episode is Charlie's flashbacks. And I, it just didn't add anything to the character. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, it, I guess it paints a nice picture of like, Oh yeah, this, this is like, this is more in line with like, okay, this, this is who Charlie, this is why Charlie is acting like this, but Mm-hmm. yeah like we didn't really need to see we we didn't need half of the episode to tell us like this is why charlie is the way he is right right yeah there there were some good charlie moments in the flashback but overall it was just like there's nothing new here mm-hmm. so and damon lindelof has has said that like this is his least favorite episode oh wow um, of the whole series and that it kind of surprised everyone too, because when everyone votes like on best and worst lost episodes, this one's like nowhere on that list as far as the worst, hmm. but he, you know, we'll talk about it later as the show goes on, but he has like gone on record talking about like, oh, okay, well this, this episode, everyone considers the worst and it was pretty bad, but this and this happens and it was building to that and all that stuff. Um, a lot of, like quote unquote mistakes or shortcomings of lost is because of uh, a casting choice or the way this story went, blah, blah, blah. He, he feels like this episode was the one episode where like everything was flawed in the script, you know, mm. and it's his, it, he, he wrote it. He wrote this episode so he can say, he's like, yeah, this is the worst one. Yeah. Which I, I, I don't agree. It's the worst one, but I was just a little bummed. I, I remember this episode I remember liking this episode a lot more than I did this time, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much much about Charlie's flashbacks. We don't even really need to talk about it because we already summed it up. Okay. He's a liar and a thief. Yeah. Done. So, I mean, let's just talk about everything on the Island. Claire's back. No memory. Mm-hmm. Specifically no memory of the last month. Yeah. Yeah. He remembers uh, she- getting on the, on the flight to LA mm-hmm. from Australia. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. I do like that twist. Uh, I think it adds something uh, unique to the story. And oddly enough, by taking Claire's memory, it's given her, her character like more, more agency, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we see her stand up more for herself this episode and actually try and take part and do something than we have like in the first, these first 15 episodes. Yeah. You know, and I really, I really like that too. Um, it also adds an interesting dynamic between her and Charlie because the show's obviously trying to stick them together. Mm-hmm. I obviously ship them from the start, <laughs> but it takes, it, it shifts the balance. It's no longer about, Oh, the pregnant girl having to be taken care of. It's like, no, she can take care of herself. I love when she tells what well, she tells that to Charlie, right? Yeah. She's like, I can take care of myself. I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. She even, uh, she stands up to Shannon, which I thought was interesting. Cause like, did, yeah. they, 
never interacted with each other at all mm-hmm. and she's just like yeah like how like what how come people are staring at me and shannon's like i'm not i'm not staring at you and she's like yeah yeah you yeah, are yeah you are i was like shannon says it's such like a, a bitch way to like you could tell she's not even trying to be genuine you know yeah it's just like oh damn it oh well <laughs> so oh and speaking of i guess the siblings uh once again Boone is just the worst. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So even when he volunteers, okay. So so, uh, uh, basically, sum up the episode. Claire's comes back, no memory. Ethan wants her back, and he threatens to kill one survivor per day till she gets back. Mm-hmm. All right. Simple enough plot. And uh, they decide to put out sentries. Boone volunteers, and Saeed just kind of. Gives him like this look, like, really? Okay. And then Locke steps up to his defense. He's like, Good, Boone, we're counting on you. <laughs> and Boone falls asleep on his shift. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, like, it wasn't really Boone's fault. I mean, it's his fault that he fell asleep, but technically, no one really caught past him. Like, he heard the trap, he investigated, still managed to trip on something. Mm-hmm. Only to find that it was the dog, Vincent, Vincent's return. So my question is, in this time, Ethan snuck up onto the beach from the water, mm-hmm. Sam, mm-hmm. and he killed was Scott? Yes. Yeah, he killed yes. Scott. Broke his neck. What? Like, sn- like snapped his elbows, broke his fingers. Yeah, like it's a real quick passing line, but like they explain everything that happened to Scott. Yeah. Like, oh my god. So my question is this: Vincent returning and springing the trap was that was that like part of Ethan's plan? <laughs> was that a distraction? Uh, you is know, Vincent and other <laughs> is he indoctr- indoctrinated? I refuse. Oh my god, that's it. That's the end of the episode, guys. <laughs> Uh, you know, I refuse to believe that there is such a thing as an evil dog. Yeah, I, I saw uh, Cujo. He was just hey, sick, though. He was just he was sick. sick. He didn't understand what was going on. Nobody, no, yeah, you know, he's the victim. Cujo's the victim. <laughs> Cujo's the, the victim of <laughs> modern society's healthcare system. Exactly. No exactly. one can take care of him. So he couldn't take care of himself. About. Okay. Um, He's just doing his best. <laughs> he, aren't we all, Cujo? Uh, and you know, it's the same thing with Vincent. Vincent's just trying his best. He's just like, "Hey, I made it back. Cool." You know, like I don't, I refuse to accept the theory that Vincent <laughs> is in other. He he would willfully harm people. Yeah, I can't wait until his episode though, so that we can confirm that. I know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seemed it did seem very fast. You know, like from the time that the 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 trap was sprung, Boone caught on and like ran out there, finds mm-hmm. out it's Vincent. Locke and Saeed run after like only a couple of seconds late, realize, oh, it's Vincent, you know, like, hey, cool. And then there's the scream and everybody runs. It's like, that was yeah. fast, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's so weird because this – they kind of build 
I don't know. This might not be the fault of the actor. Maybe it's just the fault of the writing. But they sort of make Ethan this weird, like, predator-like person. Yeah. You know? And I mean, like, alien predator. You know, like like, like the hunter from the movie. You know? Yeah, like, he's super strong. He's like, Yeah, he's, fast. like, in, inhumanly strong. Mm-hmm. Incredibly fast. Like, we, he can come from the water, and then he's just, like, gone. You know? Like, it's, like... It's so strange. It's such a strange thing. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, that's kind of the one thing I can't believe about this series. This is a series where there's weird monsters and people are seeing visions and that are there, but maybe they aren't, you know, and mm-hmm. people can suddenly walk who hadn't been able to walk in years. And yet the one thing I can't, I can't accept, or I have a hard time accepting is this guy who's just like insanely evil and incredibly strong. Like, I don't know. It's a little, yeah, it's just a little weird. Yeah. I feel like he could have been, and maybe it's because he's such a non-character. You know? Yeah. Again, I feel like if they would have built his character up and his turn would have been more of a twist, mm-hmm. I'd probably buy it more, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, Cause I think like right now, Ethan isn't, I guess you could say he's a mystery just because we know nothing about him. Right. But if we actually got to know him a little bit before he turned, that would have been, that would, that would make us question everything we've kind of seen before as an audience and like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I might be able to buy his superhumanness that much more. Yeah. So, and what's interesting too is last time he took out Jack easy. But that's because, like, Jack had just fall down the hill. He was all out of it. This time, Ethan puts up a fight, but Jack really owns him. I would have liked to see it take more than that. Mm-hmm. I would have liked Saeed and Sawyer to have to, like, pin him down as well. Yeah. Because it's like, well, what, what happened to all that strength and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. He just he was able to, like, lift Charlie off the ground by his neck. And it's like, Ugh. yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I think it is a little bit of inconsistencies there. Or is that just the mystery of the island? No, no, no. Who no. knows? <laughs> yeah, dude. So I don't know. Um, but to backtrack for a second, I know you're joking about giving Vincent an episode. I will say Vincent does get a webisode. Really? Several years from now. Yep. Okay. So I, I forgot what point, like season three, four, whatever. That's when they were really kicking off the whole, because again, that's when Twitter started coming out. And that's where uh, they really started doing this whole, it wasn't social media, but like just online campaign okay. stuff yeah. to promote the show. So yeah. we're talking like tie-in novels. And part of this whole thing was they were doing these little three, four minute uh, little web webisodes, hmm. and uh, actually, funny enough, now that we're talking about it, one of them is uh, Jack meeting Ethan for the first time. Oh, interesting! And it's really interesting because it's like I don't know, day four or something like that, mm-hmm. and he he shows interest in um, Claire, and he's like, "Hey, I know there's a pregnant woman on the island. Well, my wife, uh, uh, she used to do what? Uh, what's it called? Like midwife." So I have some experience if you need help. Jack's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll let you know. 
And the scene's really nothing, but as an audience already knowing who Ethan is and what happened, it's like, oh, crap. Yeah. It's interesting how he integrated himself into the survivors. Yeah. Um, so, of course, that's in hindsight, but that would have been something really cool to actually have in the series, to have him as a character. So we actually care when he dies. Um, not that we want to care about him, but we just care that Charlie straight up murders the dude and we get no info out of him. Yeah. Charlie like represents ABC studios. They're like, no, <laughs> no, we're going for 10 years and we don't want you to answer any questions. I was just about to say, we have a 10 year plan. <laughs> yeah. That's, we're not that's... finding out who Ethan is until three years from now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh geez. You know, so... pro- probably. Yeah. Yeah. That So that, that kind of brings me up brings me up to a point that I wanted to make. I know I said last week uh, or last episode that um, there was something off about Charlie mm-hmm. that I just kind of like, I don't know, like he's acting kind of fishy and just like, just me personally, you know, now that I know that like, okay, there's mysterious things going on and, you know, we're just going to pull rugs out from everybody. Like I kind of feel like something's going on with Charlie where like, we can't really, trust charlie this episode it seems more along the lines of like he's just so like despondent because mm-hmm. you know claire's missing and he doesn't know what to do and then oh, okay she's back and but she doesn't remember so like well what can i do what can i do how can i like help her how can i save her all that stuff charlie has that like savior sort of complex mm-hmm. um so i get you know his whole thing for like killing ethan too it's just like yeah like he's just gonna harm her if we let him so i wasn't gonna let mm-hmm. him near him or, or let him near her but i still don't trust charlie because we yeah. don't know what happened charlie doesn't remember what happened he remembers that they were taken but he doesn't remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Claire shows up and she doesn't remember anything from the last month. I just, I feel like there's, there's like unexplored territory right there that, mm-hmm. you know, and Charlie's just acting in a way that's like, I don't know. I kind of don't, something's going on. And I feel like him yeah. taking out Ethan may be part of that. Yeah, it's possible. I think it's, it's, Charlie's an interesting character because it it he's one of the few where we can we're starting to see hopefully like a character arc, mm-hmm. um, kind of like Sun, how we're slowly seeing her become more independent. Mm-hmm. I guess you can kind of say Charlie is like on this coming of age story, um, and that's probably the one thing we can take away from his flashbacks. You know. He's this guy who keeps messing up and he clearly has these dreams and stuff, but you know, just his addiction. And now we find out he's a, he's a thief as well. All these things are kind of holding him back. And although I think he's very possessive of, of Claire and he's acting in a very kind of toxic way, you can still see like his heart is in the right place. He does want to take care of someone. And I love the last line um, that that the girl he stole from tells him. She's like, you can't take care of anyone. You'll never be able to take care of anyone. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. And she didn't say it. But what she's basically saying is like, because you can't even take care of yourself. Yep. And we're, we see Charlie is really trying ever since being on this island and trying to get clean. Like he's taking those steps. 
and dealing with his own ego and his own, um, I guess how he like inadequacies. It's the way he he views himself. Mm-hmm. Cause this is his whole thing in his episode with the cave in with Jack. It's not really anybody's fault, but his own it's he's perceiving his situation as something that's not real. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, no one takes me seriously. You know, no, no one's treated me right. Blah, blah, blah. Which maybe there's some truth in that, but it's also because, well, what are you presenting here? Yeah. You know, are you someone to take seriously? So hopefully we'll move in that right direction to learn to take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. to like grow up, become a man, you know, like just be able to take care of yourself before you can even think about taking care of someone else, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So we're hoping that's Charlie's journey. (laughs) Who knows? Who's to say? Who's to say? He might go the opposite way. He might go Anakin Skywalker. Uh Uh-oh. There was some cool little character moments in this, though. I do like how, well, they finally, Jack finally gave in after Scott got killed. And he revealed that he has the four guns from Mm -hmm. the marshal. So he gives one to, he takes one, he gives one to Saeed, one to Locke. He said, well, we have a fourth one. Who do we give it to? Not Charlie, which is part of it. And it's part of like, oh, you guys don't take me seriously. I was like, well, you got to prove yourself first, dude. We're not giving one to Boone either. Okay. Yeah. So don't really. feel bad. But they go give it to Sawyer, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it makes sense. Um, I understand why, coming from Jack's perspective, he doesn't want to give it to Kate because this dude low key is in love with Kate. He doesn't want her to get hurt. Oh, yeah. But lo and behold, who gives Kate a gun? Sawyer. Pull this one off the marshal. Which let's pause because that's that's kind of how Jack and Kate start this episode, right? They start about talking about the gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like they already know that that like they know Sawyer has a gun. Mm-hmm. And so their whole thing is like, okay, how do we get it off of him? And Kate says, like, well, I can convince him. Mm-hmm. And Jack is just very like, no, like, I don't know. <laughs> we remember how that ended up last time. It's like, mm-hmm. I just don't I don't want you owing him any favors. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like, oh, okay, this just like kind of worked out perfectly, you know, mm-hmm. like the fact that there is this this drama here on this island and now they need Sawyer's help. And he's like, well, okay. And then Kate's Kate kind of feel, I don't think Kate feels like spurned, but she's just like surprised at Jack for being like, for trusting Sawyer enough to have a gun. Mm -hmm. Even, and he even brings up the fact that like, oh yeah, you got the gun off the marshal. Like I know because you shot him Mm -hmm. and you missed. And you missed. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like Sawyer's acting bad, you know, badass because you know, he's got a gun now, but, Jack is like, yeah, I rem- I I know. Yeah. <laughs> the last time you used it, you couldn't even kill somebody. So mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting how like that's how the episode starts. Like they're trying to figure out how to get the gun off of Sawyer. They give him another gun, but then well, he that's... gives his gun to Kate. They don't bring that up in this episode. Do they not? No, that was like a while back because Sawyer doesn't have any ammo. And that's that's the whole thing. The last bullet he shot the marshal with, and yeah. he couldn't kill him. 
Yeah. So it's been a while, but this episode, like Jack and Kate's uh, first scene, Kate's just telling him, uh, maybe we should grab those guns. And he's like, no, I'm not going to put them in untrained hands. Oh, so yeah. so yeah, they don't really bring up Sawyer at all. Um, and in fact, I had forgot like, oh, yeah, Sawyer does have a gun. Mm. I forgot he was the last one on it. Once again, this is why they had to hire a lost lore master hmm. to track the history of the island and to track the gun guns and ammo. Mm-hmm. So now there's five guns and there's ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, a hundred rounds, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And man, Charlie, Charlie follows them anyway. Claire basically says, yeah, I'll be bait. I don't know what he did to me. I don't remember all of that stuff, but if I can stop him, I I got, I have to, you know, and that's just, that's a testament to her character, you know? Um, it also seemed like, cause before she was all, she was always frightened. She's scared for her baby, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, she's freaked out when Ethan started like hunting her, but now she comes back with no memory. And it's like, I guess that, and that helps her. Because she doesn't remember all that stuff that made her afraid. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is the right thing to do. Let's do it. Which I like. That's mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know. I just kind of like that. That's a cool concept. Like, there's pros and cons to memory loss, I guess. I don't know. Like, your mm-hmm. true colors come out when you drop all that baggage. Well, anyway, Jack fights Ethan, beats the crap out of him, but drops his gun. And Charlie kills him shoots him several times before he can give up any info yep but i do agree with charlie though when he says do you actually think he would have told us anything Mm. i was like no i think in the long run it worked out because i feel like this dude would have escaped he would have killed someone else yeah yeah it is it is that kind of thing it's like you sure you guys got guns but let's face it like Sawyer doesn't really know how to handle one. Mm-hmm. There's only, I trust, I, the only people I trust, really trust with a gun are, are Locke and Saeed. Yeah. Because they have, they seem like they have experience. I guess Kate too, but. But even then, told, you know. Even then, we don't really know that because yeah. Kate's the one pretending that she doesn't know how to use a gun, remember? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like. We just gave from, it to Kate because she's a badass. Exactly. Yeah. She's she's the sheriff. She's the new sheriff. You know, yeah, so like she, she needs a gun. Uh, but yeah, like it, it, Ethan could have gotten off of any one of them. I figured it would probably be Sawyer that he mm-hmm. that he could get it off of. And then also like, yeah, it presents it presents an interesting moral quandary because you know, just a couple episodes ago, Jack was telling every Jack was telling Kate that like we're not savages. And yeah. yet here they are wrestling this dude in the mud. If if he had survived, what were they going to do? Where were they going to put him? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, then it's like, okay, yeah, it's like we're not equipped to that. Like, okay, are we are we going to build? Are we going to build a cage? Are we going to build a prison? Is that where we're at right now? Like, yeah. should we be focusing on that? And then, yeah, it just gives him another opportunity. No matter where he is, I feel like there's more like central characters in the cave than there are on the beach. Mm-hmm. But if they put him in the cave, it's like that's. That's just dangerous. One, he can just easily slip into the woods. But also, you've got you got Walt. You got, you got son, families. You yeah, know, you got families and couples. Like you got yeah, like it's way too dangerous. Yeah. So 
I kind now that I say all this, like, dang, I kind of wish they had left him alive just to see that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's I I think they they kind of take. It's interesting. This is sort of like like a double edged sword here with this episode, where like every things were coming to a head. We're finally getting somewhere with at least like this part of the plot. Like like there are other people on the island. Mm-hmm. We know of at least Russo and Ethan. There's probably more, but then we don't get the chance to talk about any of it. Mm-hmm. We just know that there's something something Ethan was after with Claire. We don't know what it is. Yeah. But now he's out, so it's kind of like, okay, he's done, but what about, is the threat really over? Yeah, it's also interesting, too, because, well, that's that storyline tied up. Yeah. Ethan's gone. Claire's Mm -hmm. back. She still doesn't have her memory, and we don't know if she'll ever get it back. Mm -hmm. There's hope because she remembers the peanut butter at the end. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so she remembers, like, pieces but for for the last I don't know five six episodes, even though that wasn't driving the show, that was an ever present threat and storyline that was open. Yeah, you know, it was it was actually something as a story to do, something that needs to be told. Everything else is still mysteries, but it's like okay, so now that all that's over, okay, well now what? Mm-hmm. What's this back end of the first season going to look like? Um, so this was. Just like every other show, Lost needed a pilot, so they made the two-episode pilot. After they made the pilot, they got greenlit for 13 more episodes. So that would have ended with this one. Huh. Yeah, so... Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's why I was saying earlier, this one is so important to the show and the season because it could have very possibly been a season finale it could even been the last lost episode if it had never got picked up because mm-hmm. you know, that's what they were paid to do. These, these 13 plus the two pilot episodes. So in that, in that way, it's like, okay, it's, it's not really season finale level television, but you could kind of see like, okay, now there's kind of just more mysteries. I guess we didn't get anything mm-hmm. answered, but we've wrapped up our story so far. Right. You know? Uh, but then once the show premiered, they said, here's money for nine more episodes to round out your season. These these next nine episodes are kind of, I don't know, extra, I guess. This is what we can say, okay, this was extra and the writers were actually given something to say, okay, well, now we have time to do what we wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting going to see, in, going to these next nine episodes and comparing them to the first 15. Mm-hmm. So, this also explains like why this first season is so damn long. Mm-hmm. So, it's what twenty four episodes? Yeah. Let's just okay before we we do anything else because I have some ideas for our predictions. First, let's talk about MVPs. Okay. I don't even, I don't even know what to say for MVPs. Yeah, this like this one's kind of tough because like Charlie gets the spotlight. Yeah, this episode, but he really is also kind of just in the background. Yeah. You know, like as everybody's trying to figure out what to do with Claire and then they figure out like, Oh, like Ethan's going to do something like, like it kind of just feels like Charlie's just sort of still there. He doesn't get to do anything until the end when he kills Mm -hmm. Ethan. So it's like, and his flashbacks, I guess sort of give uh, like a thematic sort of thing. But again, it's just about explaining like 
his I don't know. I guess his reasoning for being so protective, you know, it's like he's mm-hmm. trying to prove that, like, no, I can take care of somebody else. Right. Um, that's kind of what all of his hopes are, like, pinned on, pinned on Claire. But I don't want to give him MVP because it's kind of like, uh, you know. Yeah, I feel like, like, and this is no fault of Dominic Monaghan's. I just feel like yeah, he really didn't have anything to do. Like, Charlie's role in this episode was just repeating the same thing over and over and the same character beats over and over. Like he didn't mm-hmm. really have much to work with. I I'm, I'm really stumped on like an MVP this week. This might be the first episode where we don't have an MVP. Uh, I'm going to give it to the, cause I'm trying to think like the smaller moments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I I did like Jin in this episode. He had very little, but it did kind of reinforce how separate he is from everyone, mm-hmm. you know. And like he doesn't really know what's going on. He just assumes they did something, and now I'm the one getting hit in the face with a stone. Yeah. Um. Oh, he got hit in the chest. Oh yeah, yeah he got hit in the chest. Mm-hmm. Uh. So that you know, little things like that. That was cool. Um. But yeah, I mean. And even then, like Terry O'Quinn, Locke was great, but it wasn't anything where I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, however, there was a deleted scene where Locke fights Ethan. Hmm. And I, I don't know at what point that is, because there's apparently there's promo images out there as well. Like, I think Locke is the one who sees him coming from the beach. I don't know, but he fights Ethan and he stabs Ethan in the leg with his knife. And then Ethan knocks him out. That's why the final fight, Ethan comes out with a limp, like running at Claire, which I didn't really notice. I was like, oh, I just assumed it was slippery. I 100% didn't notice that at all. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Fun fact. But (laughs) And you said you you had no behind the scenes to give me. You've been giving me behind the scenes this whole episode. Lindelof didn't like it. This was technically like the last episode that they were... You know, like you gave me a lot of behind the scenes. You know what, Matthew? I'm gonna break the rules. I'm gonna give you MVP of this episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm gonna write my name down on the list. I, <laughs> I would feel um, a bit big-headed if I were to give myself an MVP. So instead, I will give it to the practical set effects guy. Who does the rain? Oh yeah, yeah that was dramatic, sure. man. You could only fight Ethan in the rain because that's when Jack was hunting him, mm-hmm. and now this one—that's when Jack took him out. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So MVPs, Matt Jimenez and the Rain Man, <laughs> or woman—I don't know—the Rain Man slash woman. Or honestly, it's probably a team. We'll say the Rain Team. Rain Team. That sounds a lot better. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Look out, Terry O'Quinn. I'm catching up to you. <laughs> I'm gonna win this show. <laughs> I'm not biased at all. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So instead of doing predictions, okay. Unless you have one that's like really outstanding from this episode. The I mean, the only one was that I I I think that 
Charlie is not to be trusted. That's all I got. Okay, that works. Um, okay, so in I, I'll put that on the list. Thank you. Of Sam's predictions. But now that we are in the second half, and now we are about to enter the back nine episodes, I want to talk about what you want to see in this last nine. Mm. Like what 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 is something that you really liked from these first 15 that you want to see continue or be brought up? And then what do you want to see changed or not brought up again? Mm. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I know this is on the spot. I just kind of thought of it today because we are over halfway through the first season. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like I was saying, the behind the scenes, you know, things started changing at this point. No more flashbacks. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm kidding. I'll say this right now. That's... That ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know that much about the show. And I do know that there's at least one major character death coming this coming in these back nine. Oh, yeah. I don't know I don't know when it happens, but I do know that a character dies. So And you um, know who it is. I do yes, yes, okay. I do know who that is. Okay. Um so that's gonna be interesting. Um well I know I know that I know that everybody everybody's flashbacks are at least at this moment are sort of primed to be like, oh, this is like, this is the journey they took. And this is where they ended up before they got on the island. That seems to be like, with few exceptions, that mm-hmm. seems to be like every, where everybody ends up. Um, Jack and Charlie are the only ones, I think, right? Who have had episodes so far that have pushed before that and not necessarily had them end up there. Um, at least now that now that we have like people, uh, people who get like, you know, mm-hmm. well, Kate did as well. We yeah, had right. Robbery episode. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, so I guess now that we're just getting into that, it, it's going to it's going to be interesting to see like everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, like what their journey is. Mm-hmm. Um, you really put me in a tight spot here, but I guess. I guess a thing that I would like to see, I guess I would just like to see like a diversity in the stories themselves, both like both on the Island, but then also um, in the flashbacks. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we, we have gotten like a good sort of a good sort of variety. I don't know. Maybe I just want to see like somebody happy in their flashback. And like, (laughs) I got some great things going on, man. And then boom, they're on the Island. They're like, well, I kind of want to get back to that, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or something, you know, I feel like that's a little more like comedic than like the show would do, but, but, you know, just something like, I don't know. I also just want, like, I want the Island to like surprise me Mm -hmm. in a way that's like, Whoa, I didn't I didn't even think about that, you know, or or you know, somebody be on a journey where it's like, yeah, like gonna end up in a place you didn't expect. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, and I'm yeah, let's I'm trying to think who haven't we seen? We know Hurley. We haven't seen her. I want I want her I want a Hurley flashback, man. We haven't seen Shannon and Jin have been in flashbacks, but they haven't got their own flashback stories yet mm-hmm. rose 
Oh, that's true. I don't know where Rose is at. She's just kicking it on the beach. I know, man. Hmm. She shows up every now and then. You know, if they had made Rose another, I would buy that. See, it's interesting because she was there from the start. We Mm -hmm. had some really good moments with her. Mm -hmm. That would have been like a huge shock, a huge twist. The only thing is, is that she was on the plane. She was. Yeah. 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 Um, But so we got nine episodes left. So we have to see who, who gets flashbacks coming up. There's not really anything I can say that like, Oh, I don't want to see that because I also feel like we haven't really gotten into like the possibilities of lost and it's storytelling, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of it. Just like, I want to see uh, more varied sort of stories and yeah, I just want like, I want some cool surprises. That's all. Yeah. Well, I'm very easy going. I mean, and we might get some, you know, well, I'll say this, you know, despite your feelings on whatever on the show, good or bad. One thing I, I just love about lost is their season finales. Mm. There's a reason this show was event television for all six years, mm-hmm. you know, it never really got quiet. It never really lost its fan base. Although a lot of people did stop watching it also got more people coming in, uh, but every season was back back then, back in the day, it was called uh, the Water Cooler Show because mm-hmm. everyone would talk about it. You know, the only thing I've really seen close to that we've discussed this already is Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and even then, Game of Thrones started quote unquote very small because like a lot of people were watching. With genre television, not everyone's watching. It took a few seasons for it to really, really get the world, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. lost. Despite everything that happened behind the scenes, in front of the camera, uh, amongst the fans and people's opinions, every season, every single season was talked about. And I think a part of that is um, not so much the story, but the way they were selling it and Mm -hmm. they know how to tell, well, okay, I might bite myself, bite myself. I might bite myself in the ass later for saying this, (laughs) but (laughs) that's an image. (laughs) I don't think that's what I meant to say, but um, I might kick myself in the ass later for saying this, but like, I think lost really knows how to tell a story. Well, look, I love the show. I think they're great storytellers. That's it. But I, I think their finales are great. And it's not just like, oh, something random happens in the last episode. It's like, no, like there's a buildup too. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that your final episode is double length and there's two parts. So essentially your season finales are three episodes mm-hmm. and there's a buildup. There's a lead up to that. That's what I'm really excited to get back into the show. Rewatching like, okay. I wonder like how much I forgot or I missed that feeling because even a lot of television today, we don't get that. It's always like, especially with dropping everything at once, it's always like, it just feels like a slow burn and there's not like that excitement anymore, you know? Right, right. Oh, Sam, next week, it's the season finale. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, with with few exceptions. And I feel like there, there are certain platforms and certain shows that are trying to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know, doing something that is more week to week. And I really appreciate that. But yeah, there, there is something that's kind of, I don't know, there's something that's kind of special about this because I don't know if you, it feels weird to say, but it like, it feels a little bit more genuine where it's like, they didn't know if they were going to make it this far. Yeah. You know, the fact that like, this is the last episode of their initially planned, like episodes, what they were given after the pilots, like that's, that's kind of cool. And, it, and yeah, like this could have been, this could have been the last thing we ever saw of lost. It could have joined the pantheon of shows that only had one season, you know, mm-hmm. or half a season, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like at every point, every season, that could have been the case. And I think that, I, I don't know. I just think that's really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think also a lot of, a lot of um, shows right now, their season finales are about wrapping up their season, mm-hmm. which all right, you're a showrunner. That's mm-hmm. right. Do what you want. But I don't know something about, I love television where it's like, no, your finale is about wrapping up your season, but also setting up next season. Yeah. You know, give us a little, it's, it's, it almost seems like now we're, we're content with like, oh, okay, that was good. Instead of wanting more and expecting more as far as like, I want you to tease me for what's coming too. If I'm going to have to wait four or five months, give me a little taste, you know? Sure. Sure. I feel like, you know, honestly, I feel like it is because of the way television was, I mean, and it kind of still is, but like, it's, it kind of feels like it's grown out of that because kind of exactly because, well, we don't know if this is going to be our next season or not, or or our last season. We don't know how, how much longer we're going to do this. We have a plan, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean the viewers are always going to come back. That doesn't mean the network isn't going to change regime and just be like, Oh yeah, we're actually just going to ax that show. So it's like, you could have two seasons of a pretty decent show and end your second season on a cliffhanger setting up for more, like wrapping up some stuff, but setting up for more. And then, you know, that's it. Right. Yeah. You're going to get a resolution. So like, I feel like there's a buffer now for creators and I, I appreciate that, but I do also feel that it also sort of like hinders that because it's like, cool, we get to, it's exactly like you said, we get to wrap up our season. If this is the only season we have, it's kind of like this perfect little, you know, block of story and character and it's cool. But then there's no, you know, there, there is no excitement to be like, so if something gets another, oh, this show's coming out season two on Netflix, like, oh, Mm -hmm. cool. You know, and that's it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, there is, it's kind of that it's, it's, it's a weird trade-off when it comes. Yeah. And there's a a majority of shows when they, they don't, you don't know you're going to get picked up when you're filming that last episode. Yeah. It's a gamble. Um, But at some point, you know, showrunners and stuff, they started making that jump. Like, okay, we're going to film like an extra scene or something just in case we don't get picked up. Yeah. Um, but this year was the final season of The Magicians. Season five, that was it. Mm-hmm. They didn't know. Like, they had a good idea because usually they would find out, like, oh, okay, there's talks of being renewed. Um, they didn't hear anything. So they they all pretty much knew that this was going to be it. So instead of filming extra, they just 
they filmed what they wanted. They ended the show their way on their terms, just assuming they weren't going to get picked up. Mm. And then when they talked to like Sarah Gamble and John McNamara about it, they said, what if it would have continued? And they said, oh, well, we had planned for that. The, sh- the episode just would have been shorter. Hmm. So they didn't add scenes. They just would have edited, edited stuff out, which I thought was brilliant. That so they would have cut some of these scenes and dialogue moments short. Cause yeah, we'll, we'll dress. We'll kind of leave that open-ended. We'll dress it next year. Mm-hmm. But when they found out, no, they weren't getting picked up. They put the full episode, which had, you know, goodbyes and stuff like that. I was like, wow, that's kind of brilliant. That's kind of the opposite of what a lot of television is doing right now. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're not filming extra. We're just filming exactly what we want. And if we're lucky enough to keep going, we'll just edit it out. Mm-hmm. Like nice. So, nice. so I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see uh, these next nine episodes. See what happens. So, well, as always, guys, it's been it's been fun. It's been a rad time on this island. It has been a hoot. Uh huh. For everyone except for Scott. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. So you know where to find us. I'm at Twitter at underscore Matt Jimenez. I am on Twitter and Instagram at real. That's R E E L Texas weirdo. Mm-hmm. So until next time. Oh, I guess I should tease next time. Oh yeah. What What's going to happen next, <clears throat> next week, which Sam already has a little preview of it. You want to explain that Sam? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was going to wait until next week to talk about it, but you know, I, (laughs) my Hulu did something weird where I started watching the episode uh, and I was like, okay. And it it ended up being a Sawyer episode or at least like, you know, what, from what I saw of it, it ended up being a Sawyer centric episode. And I thought that that was an interesting choice because just how the previous episode ended like oh claire came back and then immediately we're just jumping into like a story story i was like oh that's interesting i Mm -hmm. that's an interesting writing choice okay sure whatever and i got about 15 minutes in uh before charlie and claire had a very weird scene and i was like what they're they're just kind of okay like this feels weird i don't i don't know what's happening this is such a weird thing and then Charlie and Hurley end up carrying uh, a body and Charlie's like, Oh, you don't have to, you don't have to help me with this. And Hurley's like, no, it's okay. It's like, like you didn't have to do it alone. And Charlie's like, well, yeah, but I'm the one who killed Ethan. So I guess I should do it. And I was like, wait, what? So I paused (laughs) and I looked and apparently my Hulu thought that I had watched the other episode. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, 15 minutes in on episode 16 and mm-hmm. so i know so i know it's a sawyer episode yeah and i knew that ethan was gonna die at the end of last episode so mm-hmm. i was like well okay so i guess that's that's also well, my problem <laughs> so well so i will make sure to double check this time or i guess did you, did you just hit play or what yeah because oh, no, it comes I, up, it no, comes up, and it's I'm like, gonna okay. go pick that exact episode. It's it's immediately it's the episode that immediately pops up, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, and I clicked it, <laughs> you know. And that's what happens, Sam. And that's what weird happens. stuff happens. Yeah. So, so I, now, forevermore, I will double check before just pressing play on Lost. Okay. Well, next week, 
We're talking about Lost Season 1, Episode 16, Outlaws. Hurley and Saeed try to help Charlie come to terms with Ethan's murder. Meanwhile, something hunts Sawyer. Doom, doom. No, that's more, that's more, uh, that's more law and order. Yeah, that's more law and order. Lost is just, yeah. What if Lost ended with the law and order? Yeah. Interesting. That should be the Lost theme song. It's just the law and order. (laughs) You just have all the, like, the black and white. We're just gonna switch the cast. It. We're just gonna switch it. So Law yeah. and Order is gonna start off. Yeah. Which is very this is, you know, it's throws people off, but you know, they talk about some heavy stuff in that show. Like yeah. I feel like you need something a little more like terrifying than you know, this jazzy sort of, you mm-hmm. know, whereas Lost, I feel like could do with a little pep in its step. Yeah. Is there saxophone in Law and Order theme? Uh maybe one of them. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I gotta I'm go like, look it up. I'm not, I'm not a huge law head. I will I will tell you what does have saxophone in his theme song. Lost Legacies. That's right, man. It's a song I found online that I was able to use copyright free. And it's mysterious enough. I By George, we're going to use it. Yeah, I couldn't really find anything that was really like mysterious. I was looking for like a cool like mystery kind of theme to like set the time. I couldn't find anything yeah so i i think it's called like uh mysterious nights or whatever like that makes sense yeah you and then our our end theme song which chances are is playing in the background right now it's called <laughs> miami night or Ooh, something like that I like yeah that. i was feeling miami vibe you know <laughs> you know vibes that night so yeah um so yeah okay that's it for this time we'll see you next time don't forget to get get lost. lost